Can everybody see what this is? 20. If I, if I had more, I, I would have broke out 100, but I'm on the pastor's salary. So now, uh, Pastor Bradley, if y'all hadn't seen, he's driving a, a nice uh, suburban, what is it? So he's got a different salary than I do. But if you want to go for the 1996 Ford F-150, Eddie Bauer edition, come on. 200,000 miles, baby. All right, <laughs> back, back to the subject at hand. Got a 20. Um, y'all see this? <laughs> Close. Not a rock. Kind of looks like one. Anybody see what it is? Aha! It's a 20. <laughs> it is a 20. Um, which one would you prefer to have? Aha! <laughs> Both. I'll take it. More. More. Exponentially more. Yes, Jesus, and amen. Claim it. Um, yeah, both of them. Why would you want both of them? Because they're money. They spend the same, don't they? I mean, old Andrew Jackson's face might be a little wadded up, but still the same face, still the same uh, monetary value, you can take it wherever and you can give them the clean 20 or you can give them the wadded up 20 and it still spins the same. Um, don't you love <laughs> when you, um, maybe you've hung a jacket or a shirt or a pair of pants or something up in your closet like like maybe your winter clothes, right? And then the season changes to summer and then next winter comes and you break that jacket out. Y'all know what I'm talking about when you put your hand in the pocket and you go, glory. <laughs> I just got free lunch because there's a $10 bill in my pocket. There's a $20 bill wadded up in my pocket. Um, y'all done that before? Found, found some money in your pocket that you're like, I don't even know when or how that got there, but I got it. That's a, that's a good feeling. That is a good feeling. I love to find money that I have hidden from myself. <laughs> um, this week, I've, I've had this, this picture. Um, and, and you can you can just visualize it with me. I tried to find a good representation of this, but I couldn't find anything that really made sense. Um, I, I've had this picture of this old wooden floor, all right? And 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 there's there's like all these cracks and all this stuff in it. Just an old wooden floor, like it, you'd find at an old antique house. And imagine a coin falling out of someone's pocket and landing in the crack of the floor. And then dust covers it and mud and just time 
covers it. And then years and years later, this coin is found. That's the picture that I've had replaying in my mind for weeks. And um, it's eerily similar to a passage that we find in Scripture. Um, Jesus was known for speaking in parables. And one of the reasons why Jesus spoke in parables, get this, is because he wanted to speak about the nature and character of who God is. He's wanting to speak the nature and the character of God, not just give us a list of rules to follow. Okay? The list of rules can, can be found in the Old Testament. And so he had already established the list of how we need to follow rules and how we need to be obedient to all those kind of things and the standard of which God was calling us to live by. And so what Jesus did is he came in and while he was fulfilling the, rec- the requirements of the Old Testament, he was speaking to people in parables. They were stories, illustrations to help people understand about the nature of God and his character, not just another set of rules. So there's this parable that we find in Luke 15. And um, Jesus is, is, it's actually bunched up in a, in a mixture of three different parables that kind of have the same um, uh, the same emphasis. And, and let me just preface this before we put the, the, the passage up on the screen. Um, this is kind of the backdrop of the story. All right, listen to this. It says the tax collectors, which those were bad guys of the day. Okay, those were the, the bad guys. Um, tax collectors were known for um, uh, basically extorting money. Uh, they worked for the Roman government. Some of them were Jews, and some of them were, were Roman citizens, and they, they worked for the Roman government. And so you had to pay taxes to the king, Caesar. And so sometimes they'd say, hey, uh, your taxes this year, you owe me $500. And they really owed them $250, but they would pocket the rest. And so tax collectors were not only known as basically shady um, uh, and extorters of money, but they also were very wealthy. And so, so it says the tax collectors and sinners. Okay, so let's, let's point out tax collectors and then let's throw everybody else in. If you're a sinner, you know what I'm saying? That's everybody else. They were all drawing near to Jesus. Tax collectors and sinners. Luke felt it important to point this out. And then he says, and the Pharisees. And the scribes, okay, the Pharisees and the scribes, those were the holy people. Those were the ones that were really good at following all the rules and doing all of the things that the Old Testament required in the rules. They weren't perfect, but they were good. They were moral. They were clean by outside looking in. In that day, if you looked at a Pharisee, They've got it all together. There's no cloud of dust following them. Y'all ever seen peanuts? What was, uh, Pigpen, yeah, Pigpen. Y'all ever seen that, right? There's no Pigpen, all right? It's just a clean looking guy, a clean looking girl, like they've got it together. Now the tax collectors and the sinners, there's the dust cloud. There's all the dirty that followed them 
around. It says the Pharisees and the scribes, they grumbled at Jesus, saying, this man receives sinners, and he eats with him. They're saying, Jesus, you call yourself a teacher of the law? You call yourself clean? You say that you've got this thing all together? Then why in the world are you associating with the dirty people? Why are you associating with those that are uh, dirty and sinful? So Jesus, (laughs) which I find interesting in just... A few verses before these three parables, it talks about the cost of of discipleship. It it talks about the cost of following Jesus. And Jesus basically says, hey, listen, if you want to follow me, you need to be willing to lay everything you've got on the line. And so he goes on to tell these three illustrations about the nature and the heart of God. And I just want to point out this, this one, okay? I, I want to look at the other two, but they all kind of have the same message. It says this, What woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found this coin, she calls together her friends and her neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me. For I have found that coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Catch the picture again. A coin falling out of the pocket of someone rolling on the floor and falling through the cracks. Over time dust and dirt and all this kind of stuff begins to, to settle over this coin. You see, that's the picture that, that I, I've continued to have over and over again is, is this picture of a, a valuable coin falling in the cracks. And, and in this parable, what Jesus was wanting to illustrate is the nature of God's heart. The nature of God's heart is that he, in this story, is the woman. He is the one who comes after the lost coin. Just like this woman went after seeking for this coin, God is that for us. (laughs) It says, if she loses One coin. If she loses one coin. Now think about this. One coin out of the ten. They say, um, most theologians and people that are smarter than I say that that this coin was probably worth about a day's worth of work. It was about a day's worth of work. It was called a denarius in this time period. It was worth about one day's work. So this, this lady had saved up 10 days worth of work. And, and, and she lost one out of the 10. And she turns her house upside down. Have you ever felt like you're lost? Have you ever felt lost? Like, like you don't know 
where to turn. And you don't know what decision needs to be made. You don't know what's next. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. But you feel lost. Maybe some people call it stuck. You feel stuck like a coin fallen through a crack in the floor. You're stuck. And what happens when you get stuck in a crack? Dirt. (laughs) Dirt falls on you. Dust accumulates. You stagnate and you stay still. You ever felt stuck? Lost? Like you don't know where to turn or what to do next? You see, the reason that Jesus shared this parable is because he is sharing with us the very heart and the nature of God. God's coming after you. He's coming after me, and he's coming after every single one of you. (laughs) Did you know that our Father is hunting us down one by one? Every single one of us sitting in this room has a divine appointment with our Father. He is hunting you down. And He won't let you stay lost. He won't let you stay stuck. Now sure, we have to be willing to be found. We do play a role in this, but I'm telling you, Every single one of us has a divine encounter waiting for us with the Father. And it's over and over again. (laughs) It doesn't just happen once. He's coming after us. It says that, that this lady in the story, that she lights a lamp and sweeps the house. Okay, picture this. Once again, this is the nature and the heart of God. Okay, she leaves the nine coins and begins to light a lamp and sweep the house. Friends, if you're a follower of Jesus in this room, if, you're, if you've been found, let's put it this way, if you've been found, you have to be willing to leave the fold of the nine coins, which is us, Here we are, hanging out in church, having fun. We gotta be willing to leave the nine and go after the one. That's the nature and the heart of God. That's what he does. So he goes after this lost coin and he begins to sweep the house and he puts light all around and this woman is frantically searching for this coin. That light is the light of Christ. It's the light of Jesus Christ that shines in dark places. Did you know that part of our call is to bring the light of Jesus Christ to dark places? We've got to expose cracks where people may have fallen in. Last night in downtown High Point, my mind was blown. Daryl, one of our guys, spoke last night. 
And he asked for people, number one, to receive Christ, which five people came to Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lost coins found. That was awesome. (laughs) And then he prayed for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And we had three people raise their hand to receive the Holy Spirit. And you know what he said? Like this, this blew my mind. This wasn't like a, hey, warm and fuzzy, like, you know, when, when all of a sudden the sun feels warm and it's like, oh man, this, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so good. It feels cuddly and cozy. Sometimes the Holy Spirit's presence feels like unbearably hot. Unbearably hot. <laughs> Daryl was calling out sin. He was saying, hey, listen, if you're addicted to crack cocaine, raise your hand. If you're, if you're addicted to, to, uh, to money, if you're addicted to alcohol, he was calling sin out and people were raising their hands wanting to come into submission of the Father. Not to just say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. I'm in. I want to give my life to Jesus. They said, I want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. I want to be empowered for this addiction that I have to be off of me. By the way, <laughs> side note, Did you know that you can accept Jesus? You can become a follower of him. But yet, if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to bring your broken, sinful life into submission and receive the life of Jesus Christ as your payment for this life, you're going to continue to walk in stumbling, broken sin. It's the difference between saying yes to Jesus and being sealed with the Holy Spirit to saying, I want a baptism of fire. Holy Spirit, I need you to empower me to walk this life under the submission and empowering of your spirit. There's a difference. And so, Daryl was calling it out. (laughs) And people were coming into submission and I, I'm like, my mind was so blown. I was, just, I, was, I was just broken to see that. Just in the last two weeks, we've seen two people that are heavily addicted to crack, heavily addicted. Two people come to us and say, I'll do whatever. If I gotta go to a 90-day program, I'm in. I, I, like, whatever, whatever, I'm all in. I need to be broken of this. I need the Holy Spirit to set me free. Guys, that is just as exciting as it is to see people come to Jesus. Like that blows my mind that God is doing this. And you know what? All we do is just go. We're just willing to be a light. None of us are perfect. None of us have it all together. We're just willing to go and to be. Oh. Think with me just for a moment about how illogical this story is. This lady turns her house upside down for one coin. She turns her house upside down. In the other two parables that this story is connected to, a shepherd leaves 99 sheep to go after one. Said leaves the 99 sheep in the open country. He doesn't make sure they're safe and like seal them up. He leaves them to go after 
the one. And the same thing in the story of the prodigal. The father is just waiting for the son to turn. (laughs) And then he comes running full force. You know what I love about the common theme? Number one is how illogical this is. How illogical this is. This lady literally threw a party because she found a coin. Think about this. I mean, (laughs) she put on a party because she found a lost coin. She spent money because she found a loss. She possibly could have spent more money than what that coin was worth in celebration of the fact that she found this lost coin. That blows my mind. It's an illustration of how extravagantly gracious our Father is. He is scandalously graceful He is extravagantly graceful in the way that he comes after us. If you have ever been found before, you know what I'm talking about. The moment that you realize that you have been lost and broken and you were stuck and you fell in the crack and dirt has started to cover you over and mud and muck is now covering you and you are stuck in the mire of your own mess. And then this light comes shining in and it feels warm. And maybe it even feels hot because it's, it's coming. And then whew, you see this sweeping just begins to happen. And the Father whoosh, picks you up. And in that moment, this is what blows my mind. these still spin the same, yes? They're the same, right? They're the same. They're the same. Like, if I could have got a brand new 20, crisp and clean and and totally like bin free, crisp, brand new 20, or wadded up 20, they're the same. In all three of these stories, the sheep that's lost is still a sheep, The coin that's lost is still a coin. And the son that runs away is still a son. (laughs) Friends, the nature and the heart of God is no matter what you look like on the outside, you still hold the same value to the Father. He's willing to use all of his resources to go after the coin. Like, like, just picture this. Picking up this dirty coin that has mud and dust and grossness all over it. Still the same coin. And then, and then the, the lady goes and just washes this coin off. And begins to clean it. In Ephesians 5, it's this, this symbol of, of, of our marriage relationship with God. And it's talking about husbands and wives. And it says, husbands, that we are to wash our wives with the water of the word. 
That's a spiritual connection to Jesus and his church. Jesus is literally washing us with the power of the word. Can I tell you this morning, it doesn't matter how dirty you feel. It doesn't matter how broken you think you are. I know specifically that there's somebody in here because the Lord has revealed it to me that's addicted to pills. And you do not have to have that addiction anymore. Whatever it is that you think is making you dirty, the Father wants to wash you with the Word. The Holy Spirit. See, that's why we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will only speak the words of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He speaks the Father's words to us. And that's what if you will allow him to do, he will speak the Father's words to you. And do you know what the Father says through the Holy Spirit to the coin that's in the crack that's covered in dirt? He says, you are still a coin. You are worthy of being found. You are precious in my sight. Let my light shine in on you. I promise you, if you do that, you will begin to experience the links of God's extravagant grace. 